This is Winewool, and you are now listening to the realest podcast, the most transparent podcast, the dopest podcast you've ever heard, the Trap Therapist podcast, recorded on Anchor, available on iTunes and Spotify. Enjoy. What's going on, family? It's your boy, Wine Wool. Back again for another episode of the Trap Therapist Podcast. It's cold as shit outside, but I'm indoors and had a pretty good day. Wanted to come and holler at y'all. Um, again, I want to thank everybody that's been supporting me, supporting this podcast. I've been slowly but surely seeing like the views, the, not the views, but the listens go up and up and increase day by day. Uh, we really get, you know, a good consistent amount of listeners. And I'm just excited, excited to be able to continue sharing myself with you, continue finding my voice, getting my voice back and really just getting back up out of this shell for those of y'all who have been. Oh, excuse me. I just got done eating shit. <laughs> For those of y'all that have been rocking with me from day one, you know that this podcast has been birthed from a place of some real extreme transformation in my life. I'm just going from, you know, different dealing with different life situations, life kind of hitting me over the head. Um, Tonight it was it was kind of it was crazy. Um, My mentor in my head, um, Diddy, um, he ended up posting a video. And it was just talking about, you know, having to, you know, re reconfigure your purpose. And then when life, you know, when life beats you up, you know, that, that shit will wake you up. And, you know, I just want to, you know, Diddy, if you're listening, bro, just know you're not alone. Man, we're going through a lot of that, you know, on a soul level. But it's for the ones of us who are, you know, aware enough to understand what's happening, to be still enough not to fight it and to keep pushing, but to really look at, the ways in which the universe is trying to get our attention to understand like a lot of times it's bigger than what even you think it is and even what you think you're supposed to be doing so you know i want to you know send some love out to 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 bit bro just know everything gonna be all right man as long as you keep continuing to push through despite everything that you know you got going on and anybody else who's listening right now that's that's dealing with you know life um life presenting itself in a way that you didn't really expect it to you know this kind of the the, the whole point of this podcast to help those of us who are you know going through situations and things Um, i've had a lot of y'all reach out to me and i just appreciate the love man appreciate those of y'all who have shared the fact that you know me sharing what i'm going through what's going on in my life is kind of normalizing you know these issues that we all have, you know, uh, for a lot of us millennials, 20-somethings, 30-somethings who are really trying to figure out and find our way in life, you can really get bogged down by images of what success is or what happiness is or what it means to be, you know, um, um, a, a an active, successful member of society, especially as young black people, uh, people of color. And I know for me, and I started my process, my purpose, you know, years back, 2012, 2013, when I really kind of got it, was it was aligned to, the, you know, got in alignment with the fact that my life was about helping people and about, you know, helping others with, you know, with their journeys. But what I didn't realize that when I set out on that path, God was like, okay, I see your intention. And I, I probably, probably the most committed, 
decision that I made in life was to decide that my life was going to be to help and to serve others in, in that way. You know, after football was over, after, you know, those dreams kind of were deferred, I realized like that my, my purpose, my gifts was in, 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 you know, helping individuals and in creating safe spaces for people and to be a safe space. And so in doing so, what I didn't, <laughs> what I didn't, you know, what I didn't imagine was the depths and the, the twists and turns that life would take in me really finding myself. And when I say myself, I'm not talking about the, the self that I saw myself as a successful person with all these things, but my true self, the one devoid of titles, the one devoid of, of riches and finances. And that's really what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes you got to get back low. You got to get to a place where you don't have the people around you, the validation. You don't have those things that, you know, remind you of, of, of um, you know, what the world's definition of success is, but you really got to, you know, re really, really get in tune with the spirit and in tune with your soul. And that's what's happening right now. So I'm super thankful. So <clears throat> say all that to really just, and I'm, I, I, I'm going to try to keep this on 30 minutes because this is going to be the first of several episodes where I actually dive into love. And it's kind of funny. Like I, I, I paused on going into, and I, when I say love, you know, I've talked a lot on this podcast about self-love and about what that looks like from a place of having to really, you know, um, confront your demons and, you know, um, get get over the lies that you told yourself and, and have to set boundaries and those different things. But right now, you know, for the, I think going into this year, I'm going to start touching on a subject and a topic that is crazy. I actually started off, you know, this whole king without a crown, um, you know, platform, soul sessions, all that with intimate love. You know, love from from one to another. So, you know, in doing so, I'm always going to be super transparent about it. But just touching on, you know, it kind of hit my spirit is like, you know, in this in this state, in this in this season of my life, like I'm super isolated, like I'm by myself, you know. And this has probably been the most single um, that I've been in my life. You know, I've always thrived on and I've always prided myself on the fact that I've had amazing relationships and I still do. But, you know, those relationships, I define them differently. They're a little less that I can really, um, a, a, a little less in number than I'm used to. But definitely for a purpose, definitely for a reason, because I'm, I'm finding, like, you know, I'm building the actual, I'm getting to know myself more than I am getting to know other people, which is different, but it's fine. So just wanted to come on and talk about, you know, a little bit why I'm, why I'm single and, 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 and what that means to me right now. And, you know, just give a little backstory for those of y'all. I've been, I was in a long-term relationship with my with my daughter's mother on and off for almost a decade. Going on about, it'll probably be, it'll, well, this year would have made 10 years. Um, but with that, there was so much growth. There was so much um, about who a fool was that prided himself on being a lover. Prided himself on the fact that Growing up, I was the person who was always like the best friend. And, you know, like, you know, I, there's a there's a page um, me and somebody's daughter that I know is getting real popular on Instagram right now. 
And I remember it's a post, you know, just talking about the male friend or the one who actually, you know, respects your, you know, individuality and personhood based on who you are as an individual. And that was something that because growing up, you know, for a lot of us, a lot of men especially don't talk about it, but I was, you know, I, I overcame a lot of insecurities. Like, you know, for for one, you know, I'm, saying, I'm black, you know, back in the day, I had good skin, but, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't just the, the I wasn't the first choice, you know what I'm saying? And then I was a little chubby, so had to get over that. But I always positioned myself to have good relationships with women and with, with girls. And it was one of those things where I just could speak freely and I didn't make them feel uncomfortable because, at, you know, at any given chance, I learned very quickly, like, the like the, the the sooner you made things uncomfortable the sooner that they the sooner that a woman knows that they can't get close to you you're not a safe space so even early on in my life like I prided myself on being a safe space like I didn't want you to feel like just because we were alone like I was gonna say something out the way I was gonna be disrespectful I was gonna try to basically I was gonna try to fuck and you know um what it did early on because I was that safe space I was able to get into some spaces in people's heart and I was able to have conversations and have an understanding of women that a lot of my my partners they just they couldn't get to because they were too busy trying to have trying to get some they were too busy trying to smash so you know for that you know like I said growing up you know again you, you go through you go through puberty you you know get a little older I started playing ball so you know I started to rock up a little bit <laughs> get a little tone get a little muscled up you know so motherfuckers start choosing a little bit so of course like again the people that I ran with again I was with the athletes and I was with the street niggas so of course you know it was all it was nothing for me to you know being around women was a norm for me like that was something that like especially like beautiful women like it wasn't nothing that was like uncommon for me and then especially growing up in Atlanta like you know we had a partner who dad ran the strip club so he was in 16 in the strip clubs so it really like being around women wasn't nothing for me but again I moved differently because I understood like okay for one every woman's not gonna want you every woman ain't gonna ain't gonna be down to fuck so you stay in your lane I think one of my like my thing was always don't go get it let it come to you at the end of the day, I just understood early on that I couldn't do everything that everybody else did. So I was like, OK, bet I'm not going to go out there and go chase it. I'm just going to let it come to me. And that's something that I see a lot now, like especially as we get older, like once you get a bag, you know, it's so it's so easy for men to be out here and go get it. But again, like the thing that I'm learning, realizing, like, thankfully, in this season, this state that I'm in, you know, not having money, not having those things is like when those things come. I have to remember, I have to remind myself that I still have to let things come to me because that's when we go forcing shit that that's when you end up in situations that, you know, your little head gets you in that your big head can't get you out of. So, you know, again, growing up and kind of priming and maturing and, 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 you know, I think. When you and I and I just especially using this as some giving some context to it, right? So again, like my entire life I've been poor. <laughs> so just understand like when you grow up in an environment where like for one, we were on the south side. So when I say like, you know, I, I was an athlete, it really wasn't a lot of options because we were on the south side. And I talked to some of my partners about this because we weren't really getting money on the south side yet. So 
when I say getting money, like guys that was in the street, really, when you in the in the street at that time, it was really just about about girls. Like it really was just about gang shit, and it was about girls, like niggas being tough, like you know what I'm saying, getting mad because you fucked his girl, or, you know, different shit like that. And the niggas I ran with, we were those niggas, like we had options. So again, when you realize, like I think early on, I think that's probably what set. Some of my and I won't say trauma, but some of the trust issues that I built up over the years because I understood in different scenarios and situations where you may have best friends and you may have individuals that love each other. But there would be, you know, we would get into it. And a lot of a lot of the issues wouldn't be about money. It wouldn't be about, you know, something that happened brother to brother, but it would always be about a woman. And so anytime something fell off, uh, this person is, you know, what I'm saying this, this, this partner one talking to this partner or somebody fell out, or got into it. Usually it would be some pillow talk over a woman. So I always was like, OK, if there's anything I understand with my close friends is that, OK, at the end of the day, if I'm in a space where you trust me with your woman, then I'm not going to cross that line. I'm not going to sever a friendship over me not being able to keep my dick in my pants and that's something to this day like we can see over time that you know that's just something that you know we we have yet to master just the the idea of what it means to be loyal when it comes to women because at the end of the day we'll we'll make every excuse in the book about why you know we couldn't stay over here but in reality it's just the fact that like we we haven't mastered ourselves yet but that's you know that's 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 more to talk there's more to touch on in that subject so getting back let me get back on track um you know like i said growing up and I, I, that's what i was saying just being in an environment where the currency and that's really at the end of the day the currency at the time was how many you know how many women you had so a lot of my maturation and even on the right side of things where i understood how to to view women and how to respect them on the flip side because i wasn't in the house and my mama didn't raise me i was getting taught and i was getting conditioned and i was being raised in, a, in an environment in a culture where women was at women was currency so to understand and to know that for me although i understood better and knew better with my head I also had a conditioning that said, okay, again, the same, if it comes to you involved, okay, I could be in the relationship and have a girlfriend, but if Shouty came to me and she trying to bust it open, like, okay, I'm cool with that. You know, if, as long as I can be discreet about it, I was never messy. I was never, you know, one to really have a whole bunch of issues, but I'm like, yeah, I, I monogamy from in monogamy in that sense, wasn't a real thing for me up until the time I got to college. And that's just being honest. So you have this duality where in one in one light, you know, I, I'm I'm seen as a gentleman, seen as one who who's respectful and understands how to treat women. And I'm an amazing friend and an amazing lover. But on the, on the flip side, like you had that dog, you had a savage, you know, you had somebody who like, yeah, shawty, like I've, I've been in situations where like early on I was the party starter. You know, I was the one if we had get girls in the room and there and then we were playing truth for dare somebody wanted to jump it off like i'm gonna I'm jump it off quick because i understood how to make people comfortable and i also wasn't afraid in those scenarios where people were comfortable so like that was something that kind of it, it, it showed me and it taught me 
you know, how to move and how to operate in different spaces, but it also created, you know, it also showed me the, who I was in totality. It showed me that on one hand, while I can also, I can be somebody who's, who, um, more so I think now than anything respects myself enough not to manipulate or not to, um, put myself in situations where I'm being compromised when it comes to women or just comes to situations in general, I think it, it, it showed me, you know, my capacity to love and what that actually looks like. So what is it, what the fuck they got to do with why I'm single right now? Well, at the end of the day, um, when you've been in situations where, you know, your love for other people or you pride yourself and you identify with this, this kind of Don Juan-esque personality of this person who, again, can give love um, and can give the type of love. I've been, I've been called a God. I've been called, you know, um, the epitome of love, love personified by, by people who've been in relationships with me because of the fact that my love actually comes without conditions. Like, I'm not somebody who, because you're with me or you get with me, I expect you to change. I expect you to to um, to twist and, and, and transform into a version of yourself that I'm okay with. I actually really just inspire, look to inspire you to be a better self. But in doing so in the way in which I love, again, I've had I've had to understand and know that my love is addictive. Like being with me is something that I realize is, is something that when you get close enough to me, it, it's something that becomes something that you don't want to leave. And the reason why I'm single right now, again, because when I when I talk about the fact that my life has been purpose, purpose driven, honestly, it's been for the entirety of my life. You know, my, my sister, one of my places, she was joking with me like a fool, like the person you are now, like 10, 15 years ago, like you wouldn't have done none of this. And it's because back then, like I was so focused on who I was and where I was going and the things that I was going to be doing in life that anything that interfered or anything that got in the way of where I was headed or where I was going that was outside of Clayton County, that was outside of that, I mean, that was outside of me leaving Clayton County, that was outside of me getting out of poverty, that was outside of me becoming the success of, uh, or living out my name, God's gift. Baby, I love you, but you can't stay over here if you're going to, to get me off my path or get me off track. And as you get older, you know, again, like I, I went to school and I played ball and I, I had the dreams of going to the NFL and then, you know, love happened. I fell in love. And then, you know, in doing so, at that point, it was the type of love that 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 held me so strong that now in this situation, I'm looking at, OK, I love you so much. I'm really looking at, OK, OK, I have these goals. I have these visions. I have this dream. But now I'm looking at how can I marry my vision with yours or how can I marry my life with your life and where your life is going? And. I can honestly say that, you know, and, and at this place where I'm at, my understanding of 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 spirituality, my understanding of, of the different types of relationships, I realize that, you know, certain relationships aren't supposed to be a lifetime. And if they are, you know, I talk a lot about with my clients about the way that love, love shifts, like love 
is my love can be unconditional for you, but it doesn't have to manifest the same way. It doesn't necessarily have to be expressed the same way. I don't necessarily have to hold the same space for you that I always have, but it can be an unconditional love and unconditional positive regard. Like in psychology, we call love having un- unconditional positive regard for a person. So that means that regardless of what you do, I'm going to love you. And that's something that very few people can actually say because the way we look at individuals is not really from a place of a universe of, of a God type of love. It's a very conditional place. And it's something that we deal with, with our parents, especially growing up in situations where you're is you're you're asked to, to perform, you're asked to be a certain type of child, a certain type of, of of student or a certain type of individual for you to receive a certain type of love. But in real life, because I came from the environment, the conditions that I did without having a father who was that way, also coming from a very strict African background, the thing in me that was pressed upon in me early is that I never wanted somebody to feel like they had to be something for me to love them. I love you as is because I'm me and I come with a whole lot of layers and a whole lot of different things. So, you know, understanding and going back to what I was saying, like me being in a, in a situation where I'm so in love with this person, like I'm so in love with her. <clears throat> and now I'm starting to look at, you know, I'm, I'm 21, 22, 23. And of course, again, you're, you're looking at, okay, what's next? What's next for my life? So at that time, like I'm looking at, okay, I got to go and get a master's. Um, once I realized I wanted to be a counselor, I, want, I wanted to learn what psychology was. And I think now looking back at it, that was really just my, my soul's, um, pull for me to understand, you know, what what it means to understand, like the soul. Psychology is like the study of the soul, and from from many psychologists now, like we look at psychology so much about the mind and the study of the mind and behavior, and it's so it's so many books and so many techniques about human behavior and conditioning. When in reality, it was always about the study of the soul, and this this unseen, but very much. Um, recorded felt um phenomena in in human history of the soul and and how its yearnings or its callings or how god however it man had got however it's manifested whether christianity whether hinduism buddhism always pulled on man's soul for a higher purpose or a higher calling right so at the time i think it really was me to un- it really was a pull for me to go in that direction so, you know, but at the same time, I'm looking like, OK, my mind came into play like, all right, I'm about to write a book and I'm about to do all these things and I'm about to build this platform. Because, again, I'm still NFL. So I'm still like, right, how can I get a, min- a million? How can I go and get an M? And at the end of it, at, well, at the end of it, at the core of it, you have this 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 woman that I love with all of my heart and whose background is completely different from me. Like completely different. I mean, financially, um, you know, far as coming, like, you know, being from the South, two parent household, you know, like being in a much better, you know, space financially, but having a lot of trauma dealing with, you know, we were alike in a lot of different in a lot of ways. But when it came to conditioning and how we see the world, how we saw the world, it was totally different. But we just knew we had this deep, immense love for each other. So for me. There was so much going on in my head and my mind about, OK, well, I love this person that I began to measure and weigh up who I was and what I was doing and how I was operating with this with this bar, this bar of what it would be for me 
to be successful in order to take my place as your man, right? So I go from 15, 16 year old fool who knew that at the end of the day, my, my, my purpose and my focus and my goal in life was to be successful and was to get myself to a space where I could fully take care of myself. I can impact my family. I could, you know, do things that would, would change the world to now having this ideology and saying, okay, this is what I'm doing. But at the core of it, subconsciously, in all of that, in everything that I was doing, my intention and my focus was on me loving this woman, right? So at the beginning of it, of course, it wasn't all of that again. You know, you're in college, you find, you know, your college sweetheart and you're just going through school days. So it's the highs and the lows of that, that type of love. But then we get to the real world and, and I met somebody who just so happened to be financially, <laughs> she she just so happened to be in a very stable situation. So it wasn't like we were both super struggling. It was a situation where I'm struggling and I'm the dreamer and I'm chasing stuff. So now that I'm not playing ball no more, I shift from that to, okay, I got another dream. Now now I'm really purpose driven, right? So now it's like, all right, I'm still building. I'm getting my masters. I'm still trying to get myself to this place. And we're going back and forth and back and forth on who I am as a man. And 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 it came to where my identity and, and this is the biggest part of like what I'm talking about as far as why I'm single and why the need for me to be by myself is so serious and so real because there was a point and a period in that in our relationship where how I define my manhood and who I was as a man and who I was became um it it, it began to change. And the pressure of the community that I was living in and, you know, her family and who I was and how, you know, there was this huge amount of love for me. But there was also this huge, huge amount of disdain for the way I move. Like for when I come from Atlanta, like I come I'm, I come from hustle. So at the end of the day, like a lot like most of my niggas, like we just like we not trying to work nine to five. Like that was never what we wanted to do. That's why we played ball. That's why we were in the street. That's why we did different things, because we were not trying to struggle like our parents struggled. So for me, what I realized, what I did when I came to Huntsville, I went to school and I got a degree. I, I, I took on this role, this this identity as a as a as a student, as a student athlete, as a professional. But my heart was still very much that of a hustler. Like some of the first things I did, like I, I was selling hair. People don't even know, like I was selling bundles, man. I had that. I had 18, 20, 22, you know what I'm saying? Peruvian, curly, Mongolian, all that, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I was pushing it. Like, you know, I was doing all type of stuff, like jugging, like really hustling because that was more my speed of what I felt like, you know, I was good at doing. And then when I wrote my book, here I am, I'm slinging my books. You know, then I started soul session. So I'm like, all right, bet I can hustle. I can get my events going. Like I just that that was more my speed, more my pace. At the end of the day, though, that ain't got shit on a federal job that's bringing in, you know, a steady income every two weeks. That at the same time is now when I'm going through my struggles, becoming a part of what's helping take care of me and helping support me when I can't do it. So I don't got to go back home because I couldn't go back home to my mom at the time. So, you know, you, you, you end up in a situation where now everything that you are and who you are as a person is so tied up into into a definition of love that isn't or a definition of love that is 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 dependent on results, on outcome, on what you're doing and how you're living based off of 
individuals who come from their own conditioning and what they believe being a man is, right? So here we are, I'm in a situation where my life, everything about who I am, where I was born, how I, how I was brought up, my father, my mother was is, is very much written, is very much a part of God's divine plan, something I've always known. So we have this on one hand, but on the flip side, I'm in a relationship where everything that was was being beaten into me that was being knocked into my head that was being held against me was on how i could not be a husband i could not provide i could not do these things and what was i gonna do and why i wasn't shit as a person because of what i wasn't doing as far as having a nine to five when i was still trying to figure out who i was right and this is no knock on you know what I'm saying, my daughter's mother, because I was, you know, I love her to this day. Like she's an amazing individual and it's stuff that we, you know, we've worked, we're talking, we've talked through, we worked out, been to therapy, still go to family therapy about. But in real life, it 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 traumatized me because I started, you know, because I I I, I prided myself on who I was as a lover. Now here I am internalizing her trauma from her parents and her and her family who I, I ended up helping her, you know what I'm saying, try to loosen up from and, and kind of cut those cores. Now I'm internalizing how they see me and that's become the voice that I'm now looking at on how I have to 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 measure up or to 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 step and show my face in the world. So again, I'm doing a thousand things. Like I'm 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 becoming young professional of the year. I'm doing leadership Huntsville. I'm doing all these, like I'm in every society. I'm speaking at different things. I'm doing nonprofit events. I'm I have my platform. I'm in the newspaper. All of this in my head because I'm like, ain't no way in the world y'all gonna say I'm not a man when I know at the end of the day I'm great. And I know that the love I've given this woman is more than she's ever felt in her entire life. On top of that, the love that I'm giving to all these other individuals. But in hindsight, again, the reason why I say I'm single right now is because there's no way that you can move forward. There's no way that you can 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 give from an empty plate. And that's exactly what I was doing because love for me, because I realized and I think that was a thing. You know, again, it comes to the to the awareness piece. I knew that I was in a situation with somebody who had never experienced love the way that I gave it. I knew I was in a situation where, like, the love that I give, like, and it's just, I'm not trying to, like, <laughs> pat myself on the back, but nigga, pat, pat. Like, I know what love looks like. And I tried, and I pride myself, and I push myself to love individuals in a way that God loves. And that means being able to not only not be perfect, but to present yourself as is, but to also know that, look, there's nothing that you can do or say that's going to make me not love you. Now I'm going to hold you accountable. And see, that was a part of my growth process because what ended up happening is the boundaries that I set early on in the relationship, they started to go away with time. And the reason they started to go away with time was because my dependency and, and the dependency on her and the love and the relationship that we had started to grow. So beforehand, I was just broke nigga who she was dating and fucking and, and with and loving on. But after school and after you know, my master's now, I'm in a situation where like I slick need her financially. Like she's she's helping me sustain in different ways. And, you know, what really killed it, not killed it, but really, you know, sent us in a, in a in a totally different way to where we're not together. So my daughter got here. Now you have a situation where, okay, before it was just, okay, yeah, you ain't, you ain't shit. You ain't doing all this. You ain't providing X, Y, Z. 
because of what you like and, and based off of a potential hypothetical, you know, situations. Now you have a child being brought into this world. Now, everything that you're doing, all of this work that you're doing is not producing a yield and no fruit. Now you have something that's looking at you every day that needs you <laughs> to be a provider, that needs you to to, you know, to to walk in again. What and this and this I think this is this is the big piece before I ever got in a relationship before, you know, any of this, I always said that. My focus and my goal was on myself and getting myself to a certain place because I never wanted to be the father. I never wanted to put my children in a situation that I was in based on my my father and my situation. Like my father had it at different points in his life, but even when he did, he never took care of us in the way that we should have. I shouldn't know poverty the way that I know it. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, what ended up happening was a legit me repeating the cycle, not from an intentions place, but because I was I became dependent on the situation that I had. And I started to because we, we ended up having it was a lot of hurt involved, a lot of back and forth, a lot of, you know, me not being happy. And again, when you set boundaries and, and when you set boundaries and when your when your when your soul, your spirit tells you something, listen. There were boundaries that I set in the beginning of the relationship that I never stuck with, that I never, that I never, you know, if, if, if I say, OK, we don't need to be together right now because I'm not happy. And there are certain things that I can't move forward with. I should never move forward with until we actually dealt with those things. And I did. So now you have a situation where I'm unhappy, but at the same time, I love you. And it just becomes a toxic situation where now we have a child together and we have a child together. So what in my head, I'm like, OK, I'm doing all of this work to keep us afloat and be the emotional, mental backbone of this situation. Where on the flip side, you the financial backbone of the situation. In my head, it's all going to work out because, of course, I'm me. I'm not going to be broke forever. Right. I'm not going to be in a situation where I don't, you know, where I don't get myself together. And. You have all of these, all of this trust and this faith on these potential, you know, on, on this potential. And at the end of the day, I really wasn't focused on myself and what a food needed to do, what a food needed to do to stabilize, to balance myself out, because I'm chasing this invisible and this invisible marker and this invisible space that's that's set for me to now because you make a certain amount of money i gotta make a certain amount of money and because we have all the potential in the world to be this couple we're going and putting the cart way before the horse without actually building up the tools and the skills and the discipline for one to be able to handle all of that right so i'm talking about all these things that i can do but in real life there's so many holes in my company in my business strategy in my conditioning when it came to money that when i got it for the short time that i did and i was stable i lost it all right so i know i'm kind of going back and forth and you know i i I appreciate y'all that listen because i know y'all rocking with me i know y'all follow me but in real life you know i I'm really just trying to express the way that when you don't focus on what's important, you don't focus on what your heart and what your spirit and your soul is telling you, you can never actually love an individual. And sometimes for many of us, especially those of us who are, quote unquote, successful, being single is super important and being by yourself is necessary because because of timetables and because of society, we put we we 
we outpace and we, what's the word I'm looking for? We speed up our processes because of what we feel like we should be doing versus what our soul is telling us we need to be doing. Because you see everybody else getting engaged, because you see everybody else with a bait, because you see everybody else vacationing and living a certain type of life, it doesn't mean that it's your time or that you're ready for that yet. And it's taken for me to get stripped of these things, stripped of my relationship, stripped of my, you know, my place in my daughter's life, stripped of a lot of the security and comfort that I had built up. But it was false comfort because I was never comfortable. I was in a house that in my head, you know, I'm like, this is my house, but shit, you ain't paying no bills here, nigga. Like, this ain't your house. This her house. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in a situation in the city where I'm like, this is my city, but I'm like, shit, ain't nobody paying you, nigga. Like, you doing all this shit, but ain't nobody taking care of you. You know what I'm saying? Like... All of these illusions that I was telling myself to, to because I had broken myself down. Like there's a lot of talk now about the emasculate, you know, men being emasculated. Can you emasculate a man? No, we emasculate ourselves, and that's the reality of it. Like when when you put your when you place your manhood in other people's hands, or you you define your manhood by society or by what people tell you it is, that's when you emasculate yourself because no one can define who you are for you. That's a soul. That's a soul. That's soul work. That's what that's that's what that's your work. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, for so many of us, especially black men who have been told that we've been who a lot of us have been relegated to just being certain things in this society. You know, I challenge you to ask yourself, like, how many times are, are you even right now placing your manhood or placing that definition in somebody else's hands? And are you in a situation, even in a relationship, where you're doing things because of what they feel you should do? When in reality, there's nothing wrong with with somebody pushing you to be better. If that's the honest to God truth, what you needed to do, like my, I thank God for for my daughter's mother because at the end of the day, despite the toxic bullshit, like she exposed my ass, she exposed me, and she read me for filth in a lot of situations where I was lying to myself, like I was absolutely lying to myself. You know what I mean? And you know, I can be honest enough, and I'm 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 oh, I've healed enough to 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 be aware of like yeah. There are places in my in my financial condition that just off in my mind. Like there are there is pride that I had about working certain jobs and doing certain things and being in certain spaces. Not saying that I haven't, but I always like it was just certain shit that I was like, man, I'm tired of this. Like I keep doing this. I'm tired of working this. I'm tired of doing this. But it's like shit. Who's to say you 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 tired? You ain't tired. You know what I'm saying? You only tired because you have a perception of where you should be, right? So. You know, a lot of that, a lot of that really broke me down, you know, and also too, like being in situations where, you know, with her, even the, 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 the other, the relationships that I had with other individuals, you know, like not being happy. And then as opposed to, because we were so dependent, I was so dependent, we were such, it was such a codependent relationship, you know, not saying, not being man enough to say, okay, well, I'm not happy here. We don't need to be together versus just saying like, nah, I'm going to be with you forever, but I'm going to still have this person on the side. And the problem with me was because I'm a lover, like I ended up having real relationships and real situations where I, like I hurt individuals and I had, you know, people that really, really cared for me and really, really put me in that space. And I wasn't man enough to be like, okay, I can't do this with you or I can't be this person to you and all the, and it's so fucked up how, like, you know, for somebody like myself who prides itself on being transparency, sometimes you can use transparency as, you know, a tool for good or a tool for evil. 
and my transparency at different points in my life where I was in low situations, I was desperate, I didn't have money, I didn't have anything. That was the only thing I had. And because the individuals, they, they saw the guy in me and they saw, you know, me being so real with them, they, I used that, you know, in order to feed off of what I needed from them. So because you love the fact that I'm telling you I got a situation, you love the fact that I'm telling you I'm, I'm real and like I ain't got a lot of kicking and all this other shit, like I'm still lying to you because I'm not being honest with the fact that like I don't need to be dealing with you. You know what I mean? Because I don't need to be dealing the way that I'm dealing. Like if I'm going to be with you, I'm going to be with you. And at the same time, not even then, like if, if I was going to be doing that, then I need to be, everybody need to be in the know. <laughs> like she need to be in the know. Ain't everybody need to be in the know. Like understanding, like it was just the finesse that was going on. So, you know, to be in this space now where I can be open enough to talk about these situations, like, and to talk about the fact that, like, so many of us, especially quote-unquote good guys that, you know, use truth as, or use the fact that they real and they don't do certain things, like, that's bullshit, bro. Like, I done did it with the best of them. Like, I done had a whole relationship where I was bullshitting or finessing or doing X, Y, Z. And, you know, just because I was discreet with it or I understood how to, how to, how not to to have drama involved with my life. At the end of the day, that shit blew up in my face. And I'm here to tell you that, you know, we're moving into a space and moving into an age where the lies and the deception and the illusions that we keep telling ourselves, like, the shit is just not going to cut it no more. And I'm going to challenge anybody that's listening to this that may be dealing with an individual that they love, that they care about, I, I challenge you to please br- do what you can to bring your entire self into that space. Don't just be there. Don't just <clears throat> don't just, you know, um, don't just operate from a surface point or don't just operate from a place of 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 conditioning that you like or operate from a place where you're given love based off of a recipe or off a, bl- a blueprint that you've been given but really ask yourself how much of myself can I be in this space how much of my how much of myself <clears throat> am I bringing to this situation because it's usually that piece of us that we leave and that we keep hidden away that if we're honest with ourselves that you know and again it, everybody's different but I just know in my in my circumstances the fact that I wasn't able to bring my full self or complete self or felt comfortable or safe enough to do that, it resulted in me acting out and me blowing up the entire spot and being in a position where now I'm without the very things that at a point in time I loved the dearest and loved the most, right? So to know that the thing that I pride myself on, the heart that I have, the the love that I that I know I can give, the fact that it has now been forced. Like before they was asking and shit. Like, bro, I'm gonna need you to wake up. I'm gonna need you to just start taking care of yourself. Before they was asking, Spirit was like, alright. Now it's like we're gonna sit your motherfucking ass down and we're gonna make you deal with yourself because you not even you're not even in a position today. Like you're not even in a position to go have the regular fun that you were having because now you're being forced to focus on the things that are so necessary to your path and to your growth because we've given you time. We've given you time to learn. We've given you time to get it right by yourself. 
We've given you all that time and that space to deal with the shit that you the, the, the way that you feel that you need to deal with it. And now we're gonna take over the rig. We're gonna take over, right? So I'm not even driving this shit no more. As to like so, cause in real life, like I know me. I be out here running like a fool. I be doing a the 110 and a 50 trying to get back to the place I was in just so I can live. I can have fun. I can be the life of the party. I can find me a friend. I can get back to the relationships, to the loving that I so freely give. But it was in that time that I was doing all that shit that I started getting reckless. Like all the shit that I prided myself on being good at, it started to go all out the window. I got reckless as fuck. You know what I mean? I got I got just just loose. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't taking care of my body. I wasn't taking care of my my mind. It's all these toxic things started to fall in. And then you get to a place to where now you're seeking pleasure or you're seeking you're seeking comfort in things that before you're like, bro, that's not even me, right? So there's so many of us right now. They are in places where we're seeking love or we want these things so bad. We want intimate love and emotional love because we feel like it's our time. But I just ask you and I, and I challenge you to make sure that you're focused on yourself and you're focused on getting yourself to a place to where like you can honestly say that you're good. And and it's nothing wrong to long for or yearn for um, yearn for that safe space. Um, in a person but usually and I think it's just from experience and knowing that the reason why we yearn for that externally is because we can't find that in ourselves there are pieces and spaces and places in ourselves that we have yet to love and we just refuse to look at and we don't give the time of day and just trust me that when you do find that individual you do find those people that 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 challenge you in love you'll find that they usually have those same things about them that you're going to have to that's going to force you to see yourself and that's exactly what happened in my situation like I was forced to see myself loving someone because at the end of the day that's what actual love does like it forces you to see yourself and so you know I'm I'm, I'm thankful for my life I'm thankful for the experiences even waking up days where, you know, I'm looking like, what the fuck? How the fuck am I going to move forward? What am I going to do tomorrow? Like, how am I going to get this shit back right? Um, it's still a reminder that at the end of the day, you cannot love others more than you love yourself. And I know it's so simple, but I think the reason why this podcast or even me talking is so important because I'm not trying to use... I'm not even in a place where I can break it down academically. I just got to talk some real shit because we we have been conditioned to fit images versus fit our own bodies and our own souls. Like we have been conditioned to be, you know, parents, not because that's what we are supposed to be doing, but because they grandma mama said they want you know she want grandchildren we've been conditioned to to live lives that aren't even ours based off of what we feel we're you know we again what we feel we're supposed to do but we come home and when we sit by ourselves and when we get quiet we can't even be quiet long enough because it's that space that we don't want to sit with. So many of us, especially black men, like we run to work, we run to the streets, we run to the hustle because we can't be still. 
we can't sit with our thoughts. We can't sit with ourselves because we don't love ourselves and we don't care for the people who we we don't care for who we are. We really don't love ourselves. I think that's the reason why I fuck with Future and I even call this Trap Therapist Podcast because like I can't wait to be in spaces where I'm working with these niggas and I'm working with the futures and the ditties and you know what I'm saying, like the 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 thugs and the and the little babies and you know what I mean, like like other world to it because at the end of the day like a lot of these niggas don't love themselves you know what i'm saying like niggas love the life they live like they of course you come from nothing like you gotta love the fact that you can actually live where you want eat what you want buy what you want do what you want that's nothing wrong with that but the person that they are when they sit down and they look at their life and how they operate how they move like niggas is wise like it's a lot of wisdom that come behind the shit that you hearing but in real life like niggas don't really love themselves you know what i'm saying like truly love who they are as individuals and yeah it may come later on in life but who's to say you got later on with the type of lifestyles that we live in so it just forces me as an individual right now in my own time, like the gift of love that I'm giving myself is time. Like everything in my life was about, okay, what I'm going to do? I'm going to get this shit, get this shit, get this shit. By 30, I'm going to be straight, nigga. I'm 30 right now. And the only straight that I'm the only way that I'm, I'm straight because I'm, I have a, I'm having, my mind is becoming clear. That's why I'm straight. I'm not straight because of my pockets. I'm not straight because of my situation. I'm straight because I see this shit. I see that I'm not the individual who I thought I was. All the lies I told myself are gone. Like, all the shit that I said, like, being the man, being that nigga, woo-doo-woo, all that shit has gotten stripped the fuck down, right? So, for me to go to a woman, for me to have a relationship right now, like, any any woman that's listening to this that think they like me, think they feel some type of way about me, I'm going to just tell you right now. Like, unless you're prepared to see yourself, unless you're prepared to fuck with yourself and to really understand, like, ain't nothing over here, like... I ain't trying to put on for shit Like yeah we can talk we can be friends But just understand like I have a mission Right now that's so deeper And that's so bigger than what I even thought it was Because I realized like I have to really Master this Process master this stuff like I done been through different processes like I worked Hard to become an athlete you know what I'm saying I pledge a fraternity I built A company I wrote books I've done things So I understand what processes look like but The process of finding your soul and the process of loving yourself is one that I never thought would take me to this place or to this space because I prided myself so much on this idea of love, not realizing that God's love is something that can take you so many places and it can take your ass and in, in, in <coughs> up underneath the so far that you don't even know where you're going or how shit is going to happen. But you I'm absolutely have to get to a place to where you love yourself and I can be transparent enough to come on here and talk, you know, talk this shit and say what I need to say and not have it be edited and scripted. Because in real life, man, I just want whoever's listening right now to realize, like, you got to get yourself to a place so you can really say, I'm talking to my niggas right now. Fuck these hoes. And and please understand when I say this shit, listen to it like a rapper. Fuck these hoes. Fuck these niggas. Fuck. Everything that's taking you and your little head and putting your ass in a situation that you know you're going to wake up the next morning like, man, fuck what the fuck is going on? Why did I just do this shit? What I'm going to do next? Sit your ass the fuck down and focus on yourself. Focus on loving yourself and focusing on yourself. Let me get let me let me just say something. Focusing on yourself is not an excuse to be emotionally 
unavailable is not an excuse to 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 isolate to a point to where you can't communicate it's not an excuse to become numb like all that bullshit niggas be like man i'm just focusing on myself bro i can't nah nigga you can you can speak and you can be transparent and you can say well i'm inconsistent right now i apologize for the way like me not answering the phone i understand if you can't speak to me right now we can't have a communication because i am inconsistent and i'm I'm dealing with something i'm taking care of myself i do care about you but i'm just in a space to where my focus on me and what I have to do to take care of myself and get myself back to a stable place like I'm mentally I've gone through some things you know what I mean like I'm, I've, I've had to have this conversation so many times if y'all need help my nigga hit me up like I've had to tell women that I love and care about that at the end of the day as much as I want to be there for you I want to be a lover I want to be a provider I want to be the man that you see me as I'm unable to right now and that's a part of loving yourself being able to set those boundaries because most of us will talk all this good shit and say all these sweet nothing but we can't deliver worth a fuck so if you're gonna do anything show up as yourself speak your truth and really say okay baby i love you and i'm here but i can only be here in these ways i can be here as somebody perhaps to have conversation with from every time to time i can be here perhaps as a friend i can't even and, and to be to be really 1000 with this shit i can't even be consistent dick right now because even sexually that's a place i've had to heal from as well the fact that i'm giving all this good sex all this good shit but i'm waking up and i ain't got shit so now i'm just dick so i'm just a piece of meat now which is also (laughs) fucking with my fucking with my identity fucking with my confidence because at the end of the day like yeah you can get dick anywhere you know what i'm saying like y'all niggas keep thinking y'all dick is 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 god's gift to man it's not you know what i'm saying like if you unstable that shit go out the window bro and at the end of the day, yeah, they can keep fucking with you, but what are you? What does that really say about who you are? Like, I, I can't move like that. I could be fucking dip multiple people right now, but that's not nah, bro. I ain't, bro. You had to pay for this? No, no. It, like it ain't no. I'm too player for that. Like you ain't finna just be fucking me, and I'm saying broke, and I ain't got nothing. Like what? Huh? Two? You know what I'm saying? Like that's, and I, I don't know. Maybe I wish we had more of that mentality or mindset as men. I think that's something that I'm gonna talk more about. And maybe this this podcast went longer because this is a situation. This is a subject that I'm very passionate about when it comes to to love and being in the space right now. Well, yeah, I'm single as fuck. And and I'm proud to say that, like, at the end of the day, like, I yearn for love. I yearn for, you know what I'm saying, to have somebody lay up, you know what I'm saying, lay next to it at night. But shit, I ain't got shit to be laying in right now. Like, I'm not trying. Like, that's that's just the that's just the, the honest to God truth. Like, and, and I'm okay with that. Like, it's a struggle, but I'm okay with that. I realize, like, that's just where you got to be. Like, that's part of the shit that fucked my pops up. Like, we you laying up and you want to have all these women, but for what? What, you, what do you have? Like, what are you passing on to your, your children? You know what I'm saying? Like, what does your legacy look like? And I can't sit up here and be doing all this shit laid up when my daughter is is like, damn, where my daddy at? I wish when I wake up when I'm crying that I could be with my pops. Like, nah, I'm sorry. The type of nigga I am, I just can't do that. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I, I done said a lot, but in reality, I really want us to 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 get to a place to where, you know, we don't we don't run from being single. We don't run from being isolated. Folks will say they single, but how many of y'all really not fucking with nobody? Like I said I was single for a while. Anytime I would be like not exclusive, like 
any any time like like I'll be back and forth, and me and my daughter's mother be like, nah, we not like boyfriend girlfriend. I'd be like, I'm single. Like knowing damn well you ain't single, y'all just mad at each other. You know what I'm saying? Knowing y'all still fuck it. Like that's still your pussy, that's still your dick. But you talking about you single, you ain't single. So if somebody can claim that you not single, if somebody can pull up on it whenever they want to, you ain't single. If somebody get mad about you doing whatever you doing, you're not single, right? But in reality, a lot of us in relationships actually need to be single. And a lot of us are just feeling voids right now. And the best present that you can give yourself, even while in a relationship with a person, if you listen to this, is to understand, like, what is this relationship teaching you? I know what you want to do. And we talk about building, man. My nigga, the only thing at the end of the day, <laughs> the only building that's actually going to matter is you building your soul. And you building yourself to a place that when that person leaves and those kids grow up and like you don't have and your your parents die and life changes and you really just got to sit with your motherfucking self. What you going to say then? Like. What, what what's all that build what like what that what what is that building gonna matter then? Alright. You can lie to yourself forever. I see grown ass folks doing sixty, seventy years old, still lying to themselves. Yeah you know I'm saying, still worried to focus on the wrong shit. Yeah, we understand what generational wealth is, all that other shit, but in real life, like the shit that's gonna matter, like all the spirituality that's going on, like you know, I hope y'all understand that in real life what matters is your soul. And what matters is the the actual the spiritual the spiritual wealth and again like i said i know right now like that's what i'm building i'm building my spiritual my spiritual house first you know spiritual wealth and finances go hand in hand you know shout out to the trap witch like i've been following her for a minute and she's somebody who i actually really respect because she understands like the process of being broken down and having to see yourself who you actually are you know what i mean and 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 that's something that is, as men as a man who is everything about what I'm doing is very spiritually based, spiritually motivated. Is is it comes from that, you know what I'm saying? Like at what point are you gonna be confident enough to move and operate in this world where you don't gotta put a face on? Like you don't gotta it's it's not a facade. You don't have to to, to move and operate from a place of having to, to the respectability politics of it all, having to feel like you gotta walk into spaces looking a certain way or presenting yourself as such. Nah nigga, I wanna come in every space as myself. As my motherfucking self And I want to go into a relationship Anybody that's gonna be with me Forever If that's what we gonna do Like You gonna get all of me Trust that And I think that's the best give That's the best gift That's the best type of love I can give Right now You know what I'm saying Like myself So Bae If you listening I'm working on me (laughs) I'm getting myself together for you baby (laughs) Nah I'm getting myself together for me You know what I'm saying Like Fuck that shit like, I love you, but I love me more. You know what I mean? And I already said, like, it's a little girl that, that called me daddy that need me right now, man. So, you know, in real life, like, that's that's my focus. And, like, again, you know, that's that's where I'm at. That's why I'm single as fuck. But, you know, there's, there's so many aspects to love, um, intimate love that, you know, that that's important that I know I'm going to touch on. You know, I think I, I touched a little bit about, you know, the importance of learning lessons um why you're going through what you're going through i think i'm going to talk a little bit about soul ties positives and negatives to soul ties um what i learned from mine and and even the lesson that they're still teaching me um 
one of my my followers said they wanted me to talk about gender roles and you know all of these things are really important for us to understand who we are as individuals and who we are you know who we who we want to be and how we how we choose to to move and operate in this world so um yeah man just know like this is what love actually look like you know what i mean yeah man, i i Motherfucker called me like I I'm, I'm a lover like a motherfucker like I'm, I'm I'm really good at this shit and I'm getting great at this shit like I'm mastering this love shit. Anybody that knows me understand like you can come over here with anything and I'm still love you for the most part. But one of the things that this season has taught me is how to love myself more. So it don't always look like roses and goddamn <sighs> roses and rainbows. Sometimes this shit look like get the fuck on. You know what I mean? With love. You know what I mean? Be be safe and prosper. Just do that shit over there. You know what I mean, so love y'all, appreciate y'all. You know, we just growing and shit. Um, Trap Therapist Podcast. Like, when I start talking about love and sex and all that shit, it's gonna get a little bit more grimy. So, just bear with me for all of you um, seasoned saints <laughs> out there. Hallelujah. Um, love y'all, man. I appreciate y'all fucking with the kid. This is Wine Wool, the Trap Therapist, checking out. See y'all niggas next time. Peace.